Indeed, praise and thanks belong to Allah, to God Almighty. And we ask on this day of gathering, on this day of Jumu'ah, for His forgiveness for all of our wrongs, for all of our sins. And we seek His protection from the consequences of our misdeeds. Indeed, whomever Allah guides, none can lead them astray. And whomever Allah allows to go astray, there's none that can guide them, dear brothers and sisters. I bear witness that there is no, nothing worthy of worship, no deity, no absolute reality except God himself. And that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah bless him and grant him peace is his slave servant his devotee and his last servant to all of humanity the black of them the red of them the white of them and all of the beautiful hues of the human being that are in between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says at the beginning of Surah An-Nisa oh you Oh, you human beings, oh humanity, be reverent of your loving Lord who created you of a single soul and from it created its mate. And from the two of them spread around the earth multitudes of men and women. Be mindful of your loving Lord and the wombs, the ties of the wombs, your womb relations. Through by whom you ask of your mutual rights. Indeed, Allah watches all that you do. And our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he said in a hadith that is narrated among others by Imam Malik in his Mawatta, the trodden path, I was only sent, I was only sent to complete the most noble of character traits. And this is the ultimate purpose in the words of the Prophet of his mission. It is to complete human character. Because he, as he said in a hadith, a narration that has a sound chain, he is the final brick, Libna. He is the final brick in the house of Nubuwa, of prophethood. People, he said, came far and wide to admire the beauty of a house. He's sharing this parable with the companions. And they say, how beautiful is this house? But it's just missing one brick. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, I am that final brick. And so without Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, human character is incomplete. And what, what would the world be like? What would the world be like, my beloved elders, brothers and sisters, if Muslims knew themselves? Let's not even speak about those of other traditions, other religions, or no religions. If Muslims knew themselves as the people of Husnul Khuluq, as the people of beautiful character, as the people of excellent character, 
that it was virtue that defined you as a Muslim. That it is khuluk, husnul khuluk, it is excellent character that you look to to measure the depth, the depth and the intensity of your commitment and your dedication to Islam as opposed to how many raka'ats, how many prayers, units of prayer I do as opposed to what I eat or what I don't eat or how I dress. What if it was character that our children were raised aspiring to? What would the world be like if the rest of the world, let's not say the rest of the world, that's too ambitious. If 5%, 10% of the world, whenever they thought of Muslims, they thought of people of excellent character. And so today, inshallah ta'ala, I want to share a few words about some of those people throughout the ages who embodied excellent character. And this khutbah, this sermon, this address is about an ayah in the Qur'an, a sign, a proof in the Qur'an that is all about character. In fact, it is the ayah that many of you hear Jumu'ah after Jumu'ah, Friday after Friday. It is an ayah that Abdullah ibn Abbas, Allah be pleased with him, his father said, and other Sahabas said similar things about it, that it is the most comprehensive ayah in the book of Allah regarding what is good and what is evil. What is good and what is wrong. If you want to know the principles of virtue and vice, you look at this ayah. But before I tell you about this ayah, I want to tell you a story. One day Rasulullah was in his courtyard in Mecca and the great Uthman ibn Mad'un radiallahu anhu, may Allah be pleased with him, is passing by. Please do not confuse him with Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu anhu or Uthman ibn Talha uh, there were many Uthmans. Uthman ibn Mad'un was a Qurashi, but he was not from the Nubala, he was not from the nobles of the Al Ayan of Quraysh. But still, he was respected and he was loved. Even those people who hated the Prophet and hated Islam and were persecuting, like Al Walid ibn Al Walid ibn Al Mughira loved Uthman ibn Mad'un, Allah be pleased with him. He was so lovable. Why? Because of his character. Because of his character, his khuluq. Such that Rasulullah said about him when he was burying him in Jannat al-Baki' in Medina. He was the first of the muhajireen, of the immigrants from Mecca to Medina to be buried in Al-Baqir. That was his honor. And it was a very emotional time for Rasulullah 
He was, tears were flowing from the blessed eyes of Habibullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because Uthman and his wife, his spouse, Khawla bint Hakim, may Allah ta'ala be pleased with her, who was the matchmaker. It's Khawla who was responsible for the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam marrying Sauda and Aisha, our mothers. Allah be pleased with them. After the passing of Lady, our mother Khadija the Great, Allah Ta'ala be pleased with her. Our mother, Khawla bin Hakim and Uthman bin Mad'un were a couple. And the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi said when he was burying Uthman bin Mad'un, you are a person who the dunya, this world, didn't take anything from him, nor did you take anything from this world. Allahu Akbar. What a eulogy. What an obituary, what a testimony from the blessed tongue of your Prophet And what an attestation to the character of Uthman ibn Mad'un. This is how we want to die. This is how we should strive to die, that we live in this world. And this world doesn't change us. That this world doesn't alter or corrupt the fitrah, this innate, primordial, original nature of beauty and innocence and openness to divine guidance that Allah Ta'ala has placed in the human being. We Muslims believe that every human being, every human being is born with this original purity, this original goodness. And it is only their environment. But it is only the, the parents, the guardians, those who raise them that change their nature into that of a Jew or a Christian or a Magian. Uthman ibn Mad'un was walking one day and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sitting down in his courtyard and the narrators of the hadith say, the narrators of the hadith say that Uthman kana jadidun Islam. He was new in Islam. They didn't use words like we use now in English, like convert and revert. New in Islam. We're all Muslims. And really, in a sense, as you hear from this story, we all need to take the same journey that Uthman took. Uthman was already Muslim. Not only that, he was among al-awail. He was among the very first al-awwaloon as-sabiqoon. The very foremost and the first Muslim. Some of the Sahaba mentioned that he was among, he and his wife, Khawla, was, were among the, the first 15 Muslims in Mecca. And that's how early he was. And he saw Rasulullah sallallahu sitting. And Rasulullah sallallahu smiled at him. And we know from the narrations about the smile of the Prophet it's a smile that would change lives. If he smiled at you, it would illuminate and radiate your entire day, not just your day, but your life. We learn in the Shama'il that he was the most smiling of people, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Even with all of the tragedy 
and the hardships and the difficulties that, and the assassination attempts that he faced in his life, he was the most smiling of people because he had discovered the secret to happiness, the secret to inner joy. And this is the gift that every Muslim has to discover and inshallah, Allah willing, share with the rest of humanity. He smiled at Uthman bin Mad'un and he called him to come sit with him. And Uthman obliged, he sat with the Prophet They knew each other, they used to talk, they were very close. Khawla and our mother Khadija, they were good friends. And they began to talk. Habibullah وسلم, and Uthman. And then all of a sudden the Messenger of Allah وسلم, begins to act as if Uthman is not there. He looks up. He looks to the right, he looks to the left, he looks down where his hand, he puts his hand on the ground and he turns away from Uthman like this is strange, you must understand. When the Prophet وسلم, when Prophet Muhammad, Rasulullah, Habibullah, when he would address a person, he would give them their, his entire being, his entire attention. He would face them directly. You know how some people, when they speak, they speak to you like this? Right? Or, like, or they might, you might even be behind them and they're talking to you. Or maybe in another room. The way of the Prophet is to give everyone their honor and their dignity. When you speak to people, look at them. Give them your entire presence. And so Uthman, he then goes on to say that I saw him moving his lips as if he was talking to someone. When he looked up into the, the sky, it looked as if, as if he was trying to catch something with his attention. And then finally the Prophet ﷺ, he directs his attention back to Sayyidina Uthman. And he says, Muhammad It should also be it's of note that Uthman was one of the older companions. He wasn't one of the younger companions. He was a little older. And so his embracing Islam was a great thing because most of the companions were people in their 30s or younger. People younger than the Messenger but Uthman was older, which was rare to see. He said, Muhammad I saw you do something today that I've never seen you do before. He said, what is that? And so he described what he saw. And the Messenger of Allah said, you saw all of that? Uthman said, naam. Then Rasulullah said, an angel has come with revelation. And then Uthman, curious, asked, what did he reveal to you? And he recited the ayah, this ayah that usually ends the khutbah. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Surat Nahl, the chapter of the bee, the 16th surah of the Qur'an, the 90th ayah. Inna Allah ya'muru bil'adli wal-ihsani wa-itadil qurba wa-yanha anil fahshai wal-munkari wal-badhi ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon. Indeed, Allah commands God commands to justice. That's number one. Or you could also translate it as moderation, temperance, 
fulfilling your obligatory duties. While ihsan, and then Allah, the second thing, the second character trait. Remember, we're talking about khuluq. Indeed, Allah commands to justice, to moderation, to temperance. While ihsan, and to do more than what is one's duty, to do more than giving one's rights, to exceed the minimum of what justice demands in giving with kindness and generosity, not only in our relationships with human beings and with all creatures. Inna Allah katab al-ihsan ala the Prophet said, Allah has prescribed ihsan on all things. Even when you slaughter an animal, you should do it with what? Beauty, with ihsan, with excellence. The Prophet said that the other aspect of ihsan, there's a, there's a horizontal reality to ihsan, but there's also a vertical aspect to ihsan. أن تعبد الله على إحسان أن تعبد الله كأنك تراه فإن لم تكن تراه فإنه يراك. He said, صلى الله عليه وسلم, that إحسان is that you worship Allah as if you are beholding Him, as if you are seeing Him, and if you do not see Him, know that He watches you. Yes, إحسان. This is spiritual excellence. This is beautifying our behavior in all times, in all spaces. In public, in private, in our in the masjid, in the mosque, and outside the mosque. This is character. Why in being generous with those that are close. And some of the scholars say that those that are close refers to our your brethren in Islam, your sisters in Islam. Some say it refers to your kin, your relatives. And some say it refers to all humanity, because at the end of the day, we're all cousins, aren't we? All human beings, we all come from Adam and Hawa, Adam and Eve, peace and blessings be upon them. And so when Rasulullah sallallahu when he recited this ayah to Uthman ibn Mad'un, Uthman ibn Mad'un said, فَذَاكَ الْيَوْمِ On that day, إِسْتَقَرَ الْإِيمَانِ فِي قَلْبِي Faith took up residence in my heart. Faith settled into my heart. Faith occupied my heart. And I fell in love. I love Muhammad. And this, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the key to these character traits. These character traits are the fruits of faith that blossom in the hearts of the believers. These character traits are the fruits that blossom from hearts that not only obey Prophet Muhammad وسلم, that, not only, that not only follow Prophet Muhammad وسلم, that not only respect Prophet Muhammad وسلم, but love, love Prophet Muhammad And so that experience Uthman ibn Mat'un became the leader of the delegation of Muslims who migrated to Ethiopia in, in Africa. Uthman ibn Mad'un and Khawla went to Ethiopia not once but twice 
at the command of Rasulullah Then they went to Medina, they made hijrah three times And he fought at Badr And on and on and on and on This was Uthman ibn Mad'ul And so brothers and sisters, in conclusion In this month of Muharram As we reflect on the blessings and the victory of Prophet Moses, Musa, peace be upon him, والسلام, and Allah's freeing the children of Israel from the persecution of slavery in Egypt. In this month of Muharram, Ashura, the 10th of Muharram, just passed a few days ago. Yesterday, according to many people, or two days ago, and we reflect on the sacrifice and the stand of Imam Hussein ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, against the Pharaoh of his time, because every generation has their own Pharaoh. Every generation has a tyrant. As we reflect on his stand at Karbala, let us know that it is only through character that such victories are possible. And it is only through character, a commitment to justice and spiritual excellence and and being generous with those that are close to you and avoiding and abandoning, as Allah says after that, abandoning shamelessness and immorality and oppression. Allah says he exhorts us that we take heed. That victory is given. Our victory as Muslims only comes through virtue. There's no shortcuts to victory. If you're looking at your news feeds or the news reports, there are crises all over the world. People are talking about this pandemic and returning back to normal. But what we should be talking about is turning back to Allah.